Welcome to the S-Files, sponsored by Serve Wisconsin, Wisconsin's National Community Service Board. I'm your host, Kyle Flower, Communications and Government Affairs Officer for Serve Wisconsin. S-Files is your look into the impacts and stories of AmeriCorps members and volunteers serving throughout the state of Wisconsin. Each episode, we'll be digging into their service stories, or S-Files, to learn about the people and programs whose service is meeting critical needs across Wisconsin and enriching the lives of the people and communities they serve. On this episode of the S-Files podcast, we are talking with Emily High, who is serving this year with the Department of Public Instruction AmeriCorps Farm to School Program at the Shell Lake School District. Emily, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing really great. Thanks for having me today. Thanks so much for being with us. Could you start off by telling us a little bit about your AmeriCorps service with Farm to School? So I think that for my service at Shell Lake, it has been very much building a foundation for the program in the future. I am only the second AmeriCorps member at Shell Lake to serve for Farm to School. And the first year it was during COVID. So there were a lot of things that weren't permitted and weren't allowed to happen at the school. And so this is really the first year that there has been an opportunity to really create the program and create relationships with farmers and bring possibly them in the future and be really involved with the students and get into their classrooms and, and teach different nutrition education lessons for pretty much all grades. I've worked with 4K up to eighth grade this far, a little bit with high schoolers, but not yet with high schoolers. That's great. And thank you for trying to forge all those connections during just the second year of somebody serving up at Shell Lake. Yeah, it, it's definitely been a challenge trying to be creative and build something that is very new without a whole lot of experience. And then could you kind of walk us through what your day-to-day service looks like then with the Shell Lake School District? So it's really changed pretty much every day and especially the first part of the semester versus the second part of the semester. Um, So when I first started here, I was pretty much focused on the Great Apple Crunch that happened in, I believe, October. And so there's really like one big thing that I'm like working towards. And then almost every day I have some classroom that I'm working with whether that be a taste test or just like a general lesson. This month, there'll be two meats, like local meats that will be featured in the menu at the school. So I've been working on building the farmer relationships and possibly bringing them in to present to the students. So I think that having that connection with the food and where it's coming from, is really beneficial. And then we have a big community event coming up at the end of February. So I've been putting a lot of time and attention towards that. That's wonderful. And so what are the two meats that are going to be part of this month? So we have pork that's going to be served um, as pulled pork sandwiches next Thursday, I believe. And then at the end of the month, we will be getting local beef that will go into lasagna. And actually the beef was donated, 35 pounds of beef was donated because they heard about the community event that we're having. So that was a huge deal for us getting beef that was produced right here in Shell Lake. That's wonderful. And then so what's the event that's coming up at the end of February? It's the Wisconsin Chili Lunch that is occurring across the state, but our school and my program director, my site supervisor, said that she wanted to make it a little bit bigger. So instead of just serving the chili on lunch, we are actually going to do a community event. Just before a basketball game, we have these bowls that were made by the after-school like art department, and they're hand-painted and they're glazed and everything, and all ready to go. The items for the chili were all from local farmers in the area and just slightly outside of the area we have one farmer that we're purchasing from that's about an hour away. Almost all of the items for the chili are actually local foods and then they're going to be served in the bowls that the art department after school program created and then just for like a small suggested donation. And then you're doing these different community events and prepping for some of those larger parts. Could you walk us through some of the stuff you're doing in the classroom with the students? 
a few things that I have done. I've focused on something called the brassica plants. I don't know if you've heard of them or the brassica vegetables, but basically they're broccoli, cauliflower, kohlrabi. Yeah, so there's quite a number of them in the brassica family, and I think that I've really wanted to focus on them for a lot of the students. And so we have plants growing. I actually worked with the fifth graders because the fifth grade teacher asked me if I would keep coming back to her classroom and working with them, the students because she said that she thought it was really beneficial for the students. And so I had to put together something that would keep them interested for the rest of the year every single week. So we decided to plant all the different species of this Bresca family and watch as they grow. And then hopefully we'll have some vegetables by the end of it. Why did you choose to focus on the plants from the Brassica family? They're... Uh, incredibly interesting, the fact that they all came from one species and it's a product of selective breeding. And I think that it's very important for the students to understand that a lot of the vegetables and food that we eat right now have been a product of selective breeding and that they a lot of them don't grow naturally. And just showing how much work goes into feeding you know, the population is something that I think when students understand, they have a better appreciation for the farmers that dedicate their lives to feeding everybody. That's great. And I know those are also, I think those are all dark green vegetables. We're talking about a lot of healthy nutrients as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so like, that's something that I I try to go into as well is, is talking about what each of these vegetables actually do for their body. And a lot of the times I bring in things for the students to eat that they have never even heard of. They've never tried. We had a tofu taste test. So I cooked up tofu and made and put in seasoning to have tacos. And so it was like a taco tofu wrap. And they had lettuce that they had personally planted and then grown. And then they were able to harvest it themselves, put the tofu in it and put some local cheese and have a meal that they had never even had before. And that was something really huge. And I would say 95% of the students liked it. There was only a select few that decided they didn't like tofu. That's wonderful to be able to introduce students to those new foods, to those different tastings. Right. Especially in a place where poverty is definitely a big factor of a lot of the kids' lives. Having great meals in the school, that might be the only source of nutrition that they get on a daily basis. And so looking at that, are there any other foods that you've brought in that have been some big hits with the students? Something that was really fun was bringing in cranberries, both dried and fresh cranberries, and teaching them about how important cranberries are to Wisconsin's economy. Like they knew that cranberries were really sour, and so it was fun to watch them eat it anyways, and then also try like the dried cranberry and just see how much sugar is put into dried cranberries was a really valuable thing. And then with the different activities you're doing with the students, I know part of it also will do some health education to kind of talk with us about some of the health education lessons you do with the students. The majority of the health education revolves around my plate. So talking about the different parts of my plate. My plate is a guidance from the government of what students should eat every day. So it's protein, dairy, grains, vegetables, and fruit, and how each one of those are important for a young body growing every day. And um, even as we get older, it's a great guidance for nutrition. Numerous things that I've done for the students. So one of them was having a plate, like an actual plate, and then like little cutout image of different foods and then them able to decide which foods they should put on their plate and pick the more nutritious options and distinguish between which category they would fall under. And then we played a few games just to have some fun with them. I think that that's an important part of the program is 
while being educational, also making it fun because they seem a lot more engaged whenever they don't realize they're learning something that they're having a fun time as well. I think that's great. And you'd mentioned earlier growing a few different things with some of the different classes. Are there some set gardens you're working with or any set spaces you're working with or anything that's growing right now or things you have planned to be growing in the spring? As of right now, I don't have a lot growing until the spring when we have access to the garden, but I have been able to grow things in the greenhouse. So we grew lettuce with the fourth graders and that was a part of the tofu, but also once they harvest the lettuce, it just keeps growing back. A lot of that lettuce was able to go to the cafeteria, actually. So it supported the salad bar for a couple of days. And that was a really cool experience. Honestly, a lot of the students really liked the lettuce, like the fresh grown lettuce that just came from the greenhouse. But um, another thing that we planted was cilantro. And so we were able to do a fun little activity demonstrating how people perceive taste differently. And so some of them tried the cilantro and hated it. And some of them tried it and they loved it. So I don't know if you know this, but up to 14% of people think that cilantro tastes like soap. Yeah, I do. I think I have a few family members where it just has that soap taste, but other people are like, I really like it, but other people it's like, nope. Right. Yeah. So that was really fun. And then I was able to make fresh salsa with the students with the cilantro that we grew in the greenhouse. That was really fun. Food and games are like some of their favorite things whenever I come in. And then we have the, the plants that I'm growing. Actually, I'm growing them right here in my office, four different vegetables of the Bresca family with a, with a uh, grow light. And then what are some plans you have for what you all will be growing during the spring? Since the growing season and harvest season are a large part in the summer when students aren't here, we are trying to focus on things that can be stored for the fall and then can be used in the fall. So we are thinking potatoes and carrots are a really great option because they store really easily. We had potatoes from last year, last summer that were grown, that were served on the lunch menu. And that was a really great opportunity for them because the students went out and dug up the potatoes. It was a really fun day. And the carrots were also served on the lunch menu. We are going to use grow towers to grow green beans. So we're going to attempt to grow green beans on grow towers. I would like to grow bell peppers and onions and zucchini. So good luck with all the growing over the next several months. Yeah, it's going to be really what my summer is all about. I think that trying to focus the school year on the nutrition education lessons and what I can do inside the building and and working with farmers for the future is what the winter is about. And then once the spring comes along, that's really when I'm going to be focusing on the school garden and getting the students involved and just building that connection with the food that they're eating. That's wonderful. And I know you just mentioned working with the farmers as well. So what are some of the ways you've done some outreach to try to connect to bring some local foods into the school or to arrange for the students to learn more about what's going on? Yeah, so we have yet to have any farmers come into the school yet. I was connected with somebody about bison to possibly come in and present. And I think that would be really awesome for the students. Just like something that isn't really that normal, I guess. I I think students are very understanding of cow farming and and chickens and, and pigs, but bison will be something really interesting and different. And then I want to bring in the pork farmer for the students. And we have a farmer that reached out for beef who will be able to present in the fall or the next spring. Are there ways you're also trying to build connections with the farmers, not necessarily to come in, but for the school to be able to to buy locally produced meats and vegetables and plant to then be used in the cafeterias? So I think that buying food from them now um, definitely builds a relationship for the future. And whenever farmers 
see that we are purchasing from other farmers. They have reached out and said, hey, I just heard that you purchased pork from this farmer. We have beef and we would like to build that relationship with you and see what we can do for you. And we haven't really connected with any vegetable or fruit farmers yet, just because it's not really the season for it right now. But in the future, I would definitely be interested in developing relationships with them. We are buying onions and beans for our chili night from um, Chippewa Valley Produce. That is definitely a valuable relationship because I know that whenever, during the spring and summer, he has a lot more produce that we could purchase. Actually, I gave our food service director the information for the farmer that sold us the produce for the chili night. That's wonderful because I know that one effort that Farm School has been working on is the local foods database and trying to expand the number of Wisconsin producers that are being connected with food service directors to try to help both sides of the equation bring the foods into the schools, but also help support those local producers. Yeah, and that's something that has been really great for my service is that my food service director is very excited and very passionate about bringing local foods in and wants to do everything that he can. I know that not every school has the ability or every person in this program has the ability to have such a great relationship with their food service director. And then Emily, why did you decide to serve this year as an AmeriCorps member with the Farm to School program? So I had just graduated from college with a degree in biology and I really focused on plant studies and really found a passion for plants and wanted to continue and do something for that passion for plants. And so finding a job that I could work with plants. And when I saw the farm to school program, I thought it would be a really great opportunity. I've also worked on organic farms before, and it it was such an incredible experience to be able to see plants that you personally planted grow and then harvest and then have a meal. I just wanted to give children that same opportunity because I think that it develops just a love and passion for plants and food and local farmers and just all around a great experience for the students. That's fantastic that you were able to help make those connections and build upon the studies you've done and then your interests to really launch into what the students can learn and what they can take forward. Yeah, to be honest, I am so glad that I have the education that I did because I have been able to take lessons and things that I have learned in college and applied them towards this program and teach like a fifth grade version of what I learned in college or a second grade version. And it I am really, really glad that I have the knowledge that I do. That's fantastic. You can do those adaptations to make it work for all the different grade levels. Right. And then, Emily, what have been some of your favorite memories or some highlights from your service so far? So during the Great Apple Crunch, when we purchased over 600 apples from Tiverland Hills, I had so many students come up to me and say, that was the best apple that I have ever had. That was an incredible experience because they see that this apple didn't look as pretty as the apple that you see from the grocery store. It's not as shiny and perfect, but it tasted way better. And it was grown, you know, within 10 miles of where they live. Another really great experience that I've had was the growing the lettuce. It was such a valuable thing. It was used in many lessons. So many students wanted to try it. I would just be wheeling down my lettuce to a classroom and a student would run up to me and say, is that lettuce? I want to try it. And, uh, you know, I would... I would pick it for them and they would get to try it. And just like seeing how excited students have been about the lessons and the things that I've brought for them has been probably the best part of the program. Another really great thing has been the community events that I've hosted already and then the community event that I'm about to host, seeing how excited people have been for it. So great to be able to have 
all those wonderful experiences so far. And I love the idea of this, someone just running out into the hallway to try lettuce <laughs> because it's fresh and they see it rolling down the hallway. It's not something that I think most people would assume would happen. That's such a wonderful story. Yeah. And so I only teach five lessons, right? With five different guidelines of things that I'm supposed to teach students. And I have students come up to me after I've already finished the five lessons with them and ask you, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? So just seeing the excitement, I think, has been really great. And being asked by fifth grade teachers to continue coming back. And when we planted the brassica species that I have, they were so excited to get their hands in the soil and plant their seeds. And then they continue asking me, how are our plants doing? When are you bringing our plants back? There's definitely that excitement in students. So Emily, what are you looking forward to during the rest of your service this year? I am looking forward to the school garden. I think it'll be a really great experience to manage the school garden, and it'll be a challenge for me because I've never run a garden before. I've been a part of a garden. I've been a part of an urban farm, but never been the person that decides what grows in it. And I'm excited to get not only the members of the school involved, but also members of the community. I think the community aspect is a very important part of this program to sustain it. And as I've said, it is a rewarding experience to eat something that you have personally planted and, and grown. So I, I'm excited for the students to get that experience as well. And then what plans do you have for after your AmeriCorps service ends? I am not certain what I want to do yet. I have been interested in possibly doing some sort of research or working in a lab, maybe working for the Department of Natural Resources. I have previous work in state parks, and I think it'd be amazing to continue doing more work in state and national parks or um, even work for a sustainable organic farm, which are, is another thing that I've done in the past. That sounds great. And hopefully to bring with you some of the skills and experiences you had during your AmeriCorps service into those next steps. Definitely. And leadership is something that I have not really gotten the opportunity to develop as a skill. So I think that there are many skills that I have developed from this job that I think are going to be really beneficial for me in the future. And then, Emily, thank you so very much for talking to us today and sharing about your service experience with the Farm to School program. Thank you again for having me. I had a really great time talking to you. And then good luck with the rest of your service with the Shell Lake School District and getting the rest of your nutrition lessons through the students and then getting that garden growing through the spring and into the summer. I appreciate it. Have a really great day. And thank you again to Emily for sharing about her experience serving with Farm to School and giving us one more story we can file under service. Thank you for tuning in to the S-Files podcast, produced by Serb Wisconsin. I'm your host, Kyle Clower. Your producer is Serb Wisconsin intern, Anna Daniker. And as always, a big thank you to everyone that serves here in Wisconsin. Remember, the S and S-File stands for service, and you are the reason we have so many great stories to highlight. Tune in next time for another page pulled from the S-Files.